Welcome to the Paralegal Voice, where you hear the latest issues and trends in the world of paralegals and legal assistance by one of the best-known paralegals in the industry, Vicki Boyson. A paralegal for more than 20 years, Vicki is dedicated to helping legal professionals reach their goals. You're listening to Legal Talk Network. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Paralegal Voice here on Legal Talk Network. I'm Vicki Voison, the Paralegal Mentor and host of the Paralegal Voice. I'm a NALA Advanced Certified Paralegal, and I publish a weekly e-newsletter titled Paralegal Strategies. I'm also the co-author of The Professional Paralegal, A Guide to Finding a Job and Career Success, and you'll find more information at paralegalmentor.com. My guest today is Charles C. Smith, DS, Ph.D. Charles C. is a former paralegal, and she now teaches technical writing at the University of Maine. Welcome, Charles C. Hi, Vicki. Thanks for having me. Well, Charles C., before we begin, I um, want to tell our listeners that the goal of the Paralegal Voice is to discuss a wide range of topics important to the paralegal industry and also to share leading trends, significant developments, and resources that you're going to find helpful in your career and your everyday job. Since guests are usually included to help explore timely topics, I've invited Charles C. Smith-Diaz, Ph.D., to be my guest to discuss the phases of a paralegal career. Now, Charles C., I've known you for a number of years, and when we first met, you were working as a paralegal in Boston, Today, you are a professor at the University of Maine. So tell our listeners a bit about your journey to your Ph.D., and also we'd like to hear why you chose that path. Oh, gosh. Well, honestly, I loved my work as a paralegal. Um, I got a master's degree in professional writing while I was working as a paralegal in Boston, and I decided to go for the Ph.D. after I finished a big discovery project and really saw connections between the work I was doing in my master's program and um, at, the, at the law firm where I was working. Um, I wanted to work on improving workplace communication, and I still work on intellectual property, but now instead of working on litigation, I'm asking other questions, like how do we communicate very complex ideas uh, clearly and simply? But my paralegal career led to this work, and, and that's, I credit it for, for where I am now. So what we're going to discuss today are the many phases of a successful paralegal career, which is important to students who are graduating and to anyone who's thinking about taking the next step in their career. So that uh, so it, it really covers everyone. Yes. And, you know, Vicki, I've heard you say before that your job is not your career. And I think today's topic really hits on that. And I know you and I feel fairly passionate about this because, well, we wrote a book about it. So it's kind of interesting because Charles and I were serving together on NALA's Advanced Paralegal Certification Board when we started talking about collaborating on a book for the paralegal profession. And those talks evolved into a concrete plan and discussions with Pearson Prentice Hall for publication. And the result is The Professional Paralegal, A Guide to Finding a Job and Career Success. We wrote the book together, and we had a goal, and that was to write a book, or write the book that we wish we would have had for our paralegal careers. Don't you think that's kind of how it went, Charles? Yes, I craved a book like this when I first 
finished uh, paralegal school. So that definitely was our goal. Well, the professional paralegal focuses on three distinct phases of a paralegal career. And the first phase is, is education, finishing school and then securing a job, beginning with the internship and then segueing into resume writing and interviewing. So, Charlesy, how important do you think an internship is, and how or what's the number one way students can secure an internship? Well, Vicki, you know, I've been working with employers for a long time, and the number one thing they tell me is that they want to see students coming out of school with experience. It's not enough just to have education, but they really are looking at students' resumes and, and trying to figure out what a student has done to prepare for real work. They want a uh, resume full of experiences before they've even left school, which is, you know, puts a lot of pressure on students that they need to make that happen. Right. And that's my experience with employers. Uh, they, and the number one question that I get from students who are just finishing these programs is, I can't find a job. They want people with experience. How do I get the experience if I don't get a job? So um, one of the most important things they can do is to network. And I also firmly believe in getting law firm experience while they're still in school. So, uh, But they, this network and, and this job in a law firm would help them get the experience that they need. Oh, definitely. You know, we talk a lot about networking in the book. We spend a lot of time on that. I mean, we have lots of ways to try to do that. We, you know, volunteer for a single-day event, um, try to meet people, turn that into a day or two of job shadowing, take that experience and ask for a project, do a formal internship. You know, some schools require one or two now, um, volunteer for a nonprofit. Um, you know, one paralegal manager told us that a student uh, resume full of experience is, is really hard to beat, and I bet it's even better than a student who has straight A's, that job experience. Right. I think so. You know, I, I think networking is, in, uh, networking is one of the things that we've used throughout our careers, and it's really paid off. Yes, absolutely. Okay, so let's talk just a little bit about resume writing. An important part of my paralegal mentor business is to coach paralegals who may be looking for a job or who want to trans or transition into another job. I'm always asked to review their resumes. Well, the primary purpose of a resume is not to get a job, but to get an interview. So what are your top tips for resume writing? Well, I still recommend the kind of the one-page power resume for paralegals who are just starting out. And then for others, um, page length is a toss-up. But um, here's one thing that I think is true about paralegals. Paralegals tend to be multi-talented, which makes picking what goes on a resume very difficult. So after you write your resume, you really want to take a look at it, and you really want that resume to make it look like you live and breathe working as a paralegal. Um, for example, Vicki, I know you're a, a former marathon runner. Um, I mean, you even ran the Boston Marathon twice, right? I did. And how long was, I mean, running was a big part of your life for a while. Well, it absolutely was. I mean, I, I ran all the time. But guess what? I wouldn't put that on my resume, would no, I? No, you know, you wouldn't. And even though you ran a lot, it's, um, you have to take that stuff off. In journalism, they call that, you know, killing your darlings, the things that you love or, or are passionate about, but don't show that you're, you know, focused as a paralegal. No, no, you can get into that during the, maybe during the interviewing process, because doing Absolutely. something, 
yeah, doing something like I did shows discipline and determination and, and uh, it's character building and all of that. But the, the time to bring it up is when, you know, when I'm interviewing, not, not in, my, uh, in my resume. Yes, exactly. Now, resumes need to be focused, and, and they also need to leave out information that might be controversial. Yes, like uh, religious affiliations, maybe. Yeah, and even memberships in groups that have political affiliations. You just don't want to get into any of that in your resume. And, and it's hard to set those things aside when they're really part of your value system, uh, but it's important in professional situations. And I also recommend that they set aside time once a year and maybe even more often to update their resumes because if they don't, they're going to forget something. Don't you agree, Charlesy? Oh, I do. Absolutely. And you need resume, a resume at the strangest time. Um, you may not even be looking for a job, but you might be asked to sit on a board or um, a committee, and those groups are always asking for a copy of your resume for their files or to, to you know, show other people. So you want it to be up to date. You don't want to have to scramble at the last minute. No. And, you know, back to this one-page resume, I, I still like to see them get it down to one page if they can. I still, I don't think that the person who's doing the initial screening of the resume is going to bother with the second page. And you only have, like, what, five seconds or so to get their attention? Yes, that's absolutely true. And you want to make sure you litter that resume with key, I guess not litter is not the right word, but you want to make sure that resume has a lot of keywords in it. And, you know, words that are relevant to the legal profession. So um, if you're looking for a job in litigation, you want to make sure you're talking about discovery and, and interrogatories and, you know, the keywords that would represent you know what's going on in that area. Right, and active words too, right? Yes, absolutely. Okay, you know, you've often talked, I, I know we did a, a course together about finding a job in the digital age, I think is the name of it. Um, oh, it's a blueprint for finding a job. And when we did that, we talked, uh, you know, a lot about the, um, how your whole resume is laid out. So it's really important for them to, to, you know, to learn those things. And that's what we cover in our book. And, yes. and quite, yes. yeah, quite thoroughly, too. Okay, Charles, yes. it, it's time to take a, a short break. When we come back, we'll continue our discussion with Charles A. Smith Diaz, Ph.D., and we'll learn more about the phases of a paralegal career. You can advertise with us at Legal Talk Network and have your own commercial play in this podcast. Just send us an email at advertising at legaltalknetwork.com. Welcome back to The Paralegal Voice. I'm Vicki Voison, and today we're discussing tips for a successful paralegal career with my guest, Charles C. Smith-Diaz, Ph.D. Now, Charles C. and I co-authored The Professional Paralegal, A Guide to Finding a Job and Career Success, and in that book, we covered the phases of a successful paralegal career. We do cover interviewing strategies, which are helpful. Uh, they're helpful for both the student looking for their first job and paralegals looking for a new job. Now, my number one interviewing tip is to dress for where you want to go, not where you've been. 
Uh, and Charles, do you have some, you know, a couple of more interviewing tips for our listeners? Well, the one that you just mentioned, you know, dressing for where you want to go is one of my favorite tips. Employers will believe your interview look is the best one that you have. And when you're talking about a law firm, you know, you often go to court with attorneys and they, you know, they think that that is the best you will look. And they're thinking about you not around the firm, but how will you look in a court situation or with clients? Um, I also believe that everybody interviewing for a job needs a really solid 10-second pitch, you know, about what they they can do and offer the firm. Okay, that's sometimes called an elevator pitch. Is that right? Yes, yes. And your uh, your pitch really needs to be short, and the people who hear it need to be able to repeat it. And I think that is the key to writing a really good pitch. You want them to say, the person we interviewed today said she can do X, Y, and Z, and I really like that. If they have something that they can take away from that meeting and remember you by, that is um, one of the most important uh, aspects of a job interview. Uh, Vicki, you spend a lot of time helping paralegals move their careers forward, and you always say your job is not your career. What do you tell them? How do you get paralegals to see beyond their job um, to develop a career? Well, we've talked about this a lot, Charles, and what, what happens is paralegals get their jobs, and then they think, well, you know, this is it. I've got my job. Your career is your to- your sum total of what you do with your job, what you do with your networking, the people you meet, the uh, other work that you do like for associations. And I try to get everyone to see the big picture. My, um, I- I'm a pretty good example of that because I've always worked in the same law firm in the same small town. And I could have sat behind my desk and done nothing more than that because it was a good job. Instead, I did what I call make my world large. I um, joined um, an association, eventually became president of that association. I uh, know people all over the country that can help me when I need something. I can find an attorney in California or whatever. So that's what I talk about. Making your world large is really important. Had I not been in that association, I wouldn't have met you. So That's true. That's true, and we would have never written a book. That's right. Vicki, I also have a paralegal mentor question. Should I make an appointment, or can I ask? <laughs> You're too funny. You can ask me right now. Okay, I'll try to be quick. You know, um, law firms are running so lean right now, and everyone is super busy. So how does a paralegal who wants to develop a career but feels overwhelmed at work, and I really get that sense that people really are busy right now, especially when, you know, with fewer employees, but how do they get things under control at work enough to expand outward and do what you said, make their world large? How do you find time for all of that? Well, you can't find time, Charles, because time's never lost, so... I should know you would say that. (laughs) Sorry. But what's, what, what you have to do is uh, step back and prioritize what really needs to be done. And in order, it, it, being organized is, is really important. You may have to come in 15 minutes before, you know, before you're supposed to be at work to plan your day. I always suggest that you try to clear your desk and plan your day before you leave the night before uh, or before you leave at 5 o'clock. Uh, those those things will go a long way toward stopping the overwhelm. And then also, uh, you're going to have to ask for the time to do some of this association work. And usually, uh, firms are quite cooperative, uh, mostly because it's, it's a benefit to them for you to be networking and also getting the firm name out there. 
that's true. That's true to get. It does filter. Yeah. The other thing is, is we do have a lot of organizing tips in this book. Um, a lot of tips for bill, uh, you know, getting their billable hours turned in, you know, captured for in the first place, and then also entered so that they show value. So we've the the book is kind of an A to Z book, don't you think? I really do. I think we cover everything. Um, you know, some of my um, favorite parts are the parts about time management and organization, and I still pull those out once in a while and and you know see what I can apply to my work right now. Right. I think that was the, we had the most fun writing those parts because we're both kind of uh, crazy about time management, aren't we? We are. I once counted um, 60 time management and organizational books in my house, and I know you have several, too, on your shelf. Right, right. They're, yeah, they're my favorites. It's one of my favorite topics. But I think that there's one, you have one page in that book that's your favorite. Yes, it's the page that kind of makes me drool. Do you know which one? I think it's the picture of Kelly LaGrave's desk. We both want Kelly LaGrave's desk. That desk. It's so unbelievably neat. I, yes, that is my goal someday, to have yeah. Kelly's desk. Yeah, for, um, for those of you who don't know, Kelly is uh, vice president, first vice president of NALA, and her desk is always neat. I, you know, did I think you asked her how she did it, didn't you, Cheryl? I did. I did. I asked her, and she just kind of shrugged it off and said, we all work differently. And she did say she's trying to move to a um, paperless office. But, um, you know, she she didn't really feel like her desk was special, but it really is very, very neat. It is. It's one of the best I've seen. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I guess that's kind of the point, you know, Kelly was trying to make that every paralegal has to figure out how to maximize time. and and make things happen. Right. And, you know, since she says, since they are going more paperless, but there are a lot of us who aren't paperless. And um, some of the most important things you can do there is to, first of all, manage your email better. And also be sure that you're not um, printing and filing things that you don't really need. Um, that That's one of the most important things. You know, you've got to know how to get the most out of an hour. Uh, paralegals need to master that. And again, we offer tips in our book. Um, and I think you're going to tell people how to get a copy of the book, right? Yes. And also, Vicki, you offer a lot of good tips on um, your website, paralegalmentor.com, that people should check out. We, um, do you know that we have a website now? Really? You were told yes. me you were going to do that. I know. Um, paralegalrookie.com. Um, As in R O O K I E. R O O K. Yep, I E. Okay. And um, you can find some articles about topics we've talked about today: time management, resume tips. Um, we also have links to the book. Amazon is having a great deal right now. The book is twenty five percent off, and we have a link right to the Amazon page. Um, the Kindle version and the Nook version that are sold by Amazon and then Barnes and Noble dot com are even um, less expensive than that. So it's, it's a good deal right now to get it. Okay, and you know what? I'm, I'm really excited about something else. And you know how paralegals tend to be type A personalities, and um, they don't like to uh, write in their books or, or bend the spines. They always have to be very careful about that. Well, what we've done is if we've posted the forms from our book on paralegalrookie.com. Those are Word, uh, Word and PDF documents, and you can download some time-tracking forms, uh, 
some planning pages, networking worksheet, uh, all kinds of, of career development things. So you're going to want to check that website out, whether you're a real rookie or whether you're an experienced paralegal. It'll be helpful. Yes, and I think that's that's really good. We also have some other links there that are helpful. We have the link to your website, paralegalmentor.com, where you can sign up. Um, people can sign up for your easing. I always save up your easings and read them over coffee, maybe four at a time on a on a weekend. I love that's one of my favorite things to do. And then there's also um, a link to the Paralegal Voice, so people can um, download these podcasts and listen in the car. Right. I love to download podcasts and listen to them when I'm walking or when I'm doing work around the house, like folding laundry, you know, that I don't really have to be paying attention to anything else. Yes. So I think that, um, actually, we're going to have two giveaways to to talk about today. We're going to talk about um, our giveaway between the two of us. And then before you go, I want to tell you all about the Paralegal Voice giveaway. Oh, all right. So what are we going to do for uh, the book? Okay, so we are going to give away two copies of our book. Um, the details are on paralegalrookie.com. There's a place to enter. You just enter your name and your email address. You have to be 18 and have a U.S. address, but that's it. And so we will pick um, two winners on April 27th. Perfect. And I also want to remind you to enter to win two tickets to Dancing with the Stars We're giving, being given away by, um, by Legal Talk Network. To enter, all you have to do is subscribe to Legal Talk Network newsletter and then select the Paralegal Voice as your show um, preference. I want to be your favorite podcast. Uh, the winner is going to be selected randomly from uh, from the participants. And the um, link to the Legal Talk Network newsletter is legaltalknetwork.com forward slash subscribe dash to dash newsletter. That's legaltalknetwork.com forward slash subscribe dash to dash newsletter want you all to get busy and get in this contest because it's going to be a lot of fun. Again, you have to be 18 years or older and uh, within the continental United States. And the reason for that is you're going to win two tickets to, um, to fly to L.A. and also lodging there in L.A. So very exciting. That is very exciting. And I think it sounds like a lot of fun. In fact, I've had a lot of people say, you know, how did you pull that off? And I said, well... Never underestimate the power of the paralegal mentor. And then I always have to add that, that the legal talk people did that. They've done a, they're just, it's very exciting. I can't wait. So, Charles, well, I really appreciate your joining me today to talk about tips for a successful paralegal career. Um, it's been, I've really enjoyed this. Well, thanks for having me. This was a lot of fun. And um, I hope people enter both contests and win. Can't wait right. to find out they can be win. reading and dancing at the same time. Yes, they can read our book on the plane. Right. Okay, there you go. So let's take another short break now, and when I come back, I'll have some paralegal news and announcements, so don't go away. We're glad you're listening to Legal Talk Network. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn, too. Welcome back, and this is the point in the show when I share news and practice tips. My practice tip for today 
is once again, never stop learning. I think uh, when I do my newsletter, I always have a paralegal profile. I'll bet 90% of those paralegals say that the way to keep your career interesting is to never stop learning. The thing is, though, is that you can't depend on your employer to um, help you advance your career. Your employer is interested in, in his or her own business. So you have to invest in the time to do this learning, to do the networking, to do all the things that you need to, you know, to move your career in the right direction, which I always say is forward. Okay, that's all the time we have for today for the Paralegal Voice. If you have questions about today's show, you can email those to Vicki, V-I-C-K-I, at paralegalmentor.com. And again, my uh, blog is paralegalmentorblog.com, and there are also resources available for you, both at my blog and my website. Everything's been designed, including this podcast, to help you move your career in the right direction, and that's forward. This is Vicki Voison thanking you for listening to The Paralegal Voice and reminding you to make your paralegal voice heard. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to The Paralegal Voice, produced by the broadcast professionals at Legal Talk Network. Join Vicki Voisin for her next podcast on issues and trends affecting paralegals and legal assistants. Subscribe to the RSS feed on LegalTalkNetwork.com or in iTunes. The Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast, your resource for the tips and tactical advice you need to grow your business. Plus, keep up with the news and commentary you crave to stay one step ahead. It's hosted by me, Guy Sakalakis. And me, Conrad Som. Every other week, we break down the issues holding back your marketing strategy and talk about the changes you need to be prepared for. Check out the Lunch Hour Legal Marketing Podcast wherever you get your podcasts or on YouTube.